We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We're the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Welcome, Notre Dame fans, to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. I am Vince D'Addario, the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And with me, as always, is Sir Brian Driscoll. He's the publisher uh, at irishbreakdown.com. And I decided to give you Sir. You are now officially, (laughs) I have knighted you. You You are Sir. You're welcome. Um, I'm Irish, by the way, not British. But it's okay. Okay. I'm not mad at you. You're over there somewhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But anyway, we have an interesting discussion to have today, Brian. Uh, We want to talk about, uh, look, it's it's been out there that Clark Lee interviewed for the head coaching job at Vanderbilt, uh, even though the athletic director said they want an offensive-minded coach. uh, Clark Lee's phone still rang. Mm-hmm. I know we're both shocked by that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, you say he, sarcastically. Of course I do. But, yes, he, he took that interview. And so we're going to talk about, you know, what are the pros and cons of taking the Vanderbilt job? I would say right off the bat, people would fall on the con side, uh, especially mm-hmm. if you're a Notre Dame fan because well, and that's you the reason, yeah. around, right? And that's, mean, that's the reason we're having this conversation is because <laughs> I think the reaction to it was like, why in the world would he consider doing this? Right. And, and there are reasons for it, and sure. we'll get into those after we kind of – 
do a bit of a just a here's what the latest is going on with the situation. Speaking of what is the latest, uh, I, I hear that you're hearing some things about this particular situation. So why don't you take us on that roller coaster of the job carousel? Yeah, well, one thing that I'm hearing a lot is that there's going to be some turnover on the Notre Dame coaching staff after the season, which is kind of expected. When you have sure. the kind of season Notre Dame has, uh, there's going to be coaches that are going to be hot commodities. And, of course, Clark Lee is going to be part of that. And I think there's just some other areas where I think the staff would like to maybe go in a different direction in a spot. And then there's other coaches that are looking for head coaching opportunities, which is, you know, un again, understandable when you, sure. you've had the kind of season Notre Dame has had. So we'll get into specific names kind of down the road when the season's over with, but that's kind of what, what I'm hearing is potentially can happen. And of course, Clark Lee is the most obvious. And so uh, my sources have been really since the summer, I was told that Clark Lee wanted, wants to be head coach. And, mm. and I, I don't think anybody is shocked by that information. Um, talked to a couple people this week and and there's a feeling around the program that that after the playoff is done he's going to be gone uh that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to take the Vanderbilt job because Vanderbilt's not going to be the only school that's interested in Clark Lee uh, for that no. coach um but uh but that that after that initial comment by the athletic director which was they wanted an offensive-minded coach that has since, in my opinion, from what I'm being told, has changed, and that there is a legitimate push uh, by some influencers around that program. I, we know what who the influencers are uh, to 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 take Clark Lee very seriously and his candidacy very sure. seriously, um, and and for the obvious reason that is, you know, you hire someone that's got SEC experience, right? That's not Clark Lee. If that's no. what you're looking for, it's not Clark Lee other than when he played. But the reality is the people that are making decisions at Vanderbilt, from what I understand, do get the fact that, hey, we're not like the other SEC schools. No, they're so not. because you had success at Kentucky or South Carolina or Florida or Georgia or Alabama or LSU, doesn't mean you have any clue what it's like to build a winner at Vanderbilt. Well, what coach on the radar does have experience with that? It's Clark Lee. Sure. So uh, because he's at Notre Dame and, and he's been at Syracuse and Wake Forest, Wake Forest is a very good academic school as well. Um, you know, you look at UCLA, he was at UCLA as a graduate assistant. He's been at places that have reputations of, of being good academic schools. Not all of them. Bowling Green is not a good academic school. Uh, but you, you get the point of, of where I'm going with this, which is he's a little different than some of the other candidates that people are pushing for. Sure. And so, and of course he's, you know, the success he's had at Notre Dame is, is sort, sort of impactful. And I think there's also an, a notion that you, you want to get a guy that's not going to go the James Franklin route, which is come here for three years, build a window, and bounce. Yeah, right. Clark Lee is attractive from that standpoint because there is a thought, and we'll get into the reasons why, that he wouldn't necessarily be a, if you come here and win for three years, you're going to take the best, the next best job. Uh, so, so there is now that's not a given, but there's that, that thought. So the latest I'm hearing is that there's a lot more momentum on the Vanderbilt side to take Clark Lee's candidacy seriously. That doesn't mean that Clark Lee would ultimately take the job because say, I, Clark Lee's camp take this job seriously. Yes, they are taking okay. it very seriously. Uh, okay. doesn't mean that they're going to, they're going to take Cause like anytime you're in a situation like Clark Lee's and now this, we're moving away from sort of what I'm hearing. And this is just, 
this is how coaching works. This is more big picture is you don't just take a job to take a job when you have all the, the kind of leverage that Clark Lee has, which is I'm at Notre Dame. I can stay yeah. at Notre Dame. I'm happy right. at Notre Dame. We got a really good thing going here. Do you see the talent I'm going to have coming back next year? You know what I mean? Um, my family's happy here. We're in a state with a low cost. You know, it, it doesn't cost a lot to live in the state sure. of Indiana, even in South, even in St. Joseph County, it's not a super expensive state. And so um, there's a lot of, he, he has leverage and, and look, I lost how many NFL players from my last year's defense and we're even better this year, you know? So uh, I think he has a lot of leverage to say, if I'm going to take over, you got to prove to me that you're serious about competing. And here's the things that you need to do to show me you're serious about competing. Sure. So if they're not willing to do that, then I could see a situation where he says, thanks, but no thanks. So I don't think it's a lock that even if he's offered the job, he would take it. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be offered the job. That's not what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing he has been offered the job or is going to be offered right. the job. But I'm hearing that there are people that, that have some say in this that think he is the guy that should ultimately, you know, be the candidate. Now, there's other quality candidates for the job. Uh, Lance Leopold, who's the head coach at Buffalo. I've heard the Jamie Ch Chadwell from uh, Coastal Carolina. So there's coaches that are looking at this job, but I'm hearing there's there's momentum gaining for Clark Lee to be the candidate they should focus on, which obviously didn't seem like it would be the case when the athletic director made her comments regarding they want an <laughs> offensive-minded coach, which was such – Vince, we talked about this on the radio with Sean and Darren. I mean, it was such a narrow-minded, misguided yes. view that it was just yes. like – for me, it was like this is just another reason why you don't want to work at Vanderbilt. Right. Uh, but well, – uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, why would you wipe out half of the candidates – with one sentence. Like, that and, just makes no sense. And let's to use me. some common sense here, right? The two best teams in the SEC in the last few years, the teams that have won national championships, are both led by defensive Defensive coaches. minded coaches, yes. Ed Orgeron at LSU, Nick Saban at Alabama, Georgia's uh, head coach, the former defensive coordinator. I mean, you know, Kentucky, look at the turnaround they've had under, under Mark Stoops. What was he? Defensive coordinator. So it just was such a narrow minded. And just kind of a silly yeah. uh, it's just uninformed. comment. I mean, but, it felt uninformed to me. Yeah. I, or maybe off the cuff. I mean, maybe that was maybe. it too. And you yeah, know how maybe. Twitter is. People a lot of times don't think before, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I, my, my understanding is that's kind of been walked back a little bit internally. Yeah. They're more yeah. open to the right. Now, I think they would they, – now, what that's going to mean is they're going to want to hear from whoever the, the, the candidates are, what's your plan for, for having a, an offense that can score points. Right. That should sure. be a conversation for even if an – an offensive-minded coach. What's your what's your method for scoring points here? Sure. Because again, you can't do you know if you come from you know Georgia, you can't you you're can't not say well same, we're going to recruit a yeah. bunch of five-star receivers and running backs and offensive yeah. linemen. No, you're not. Uh, no. No, you're not. So anyway, so that's uh, that's the deal there. But before let's kind of segue into kind of the pros and cons of why I think Clark Lee might give this job a, a much closer look than a lot of Notre Dame fans think he should or think that he will. But before we do that, Vince, a little message from our sponsor. Indeed, 2020 has already shaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so that you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. 
you only pay for what you need and you can pause your account anytime and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the United States are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Total visits. So it's clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. So, Vince, let's, uh, let's get back into this Clark Lee conversation. Yes, sir. So, so Brian, from where I sit, you know, I hear the fans talking and my friends, for that matter, you know, why would Clark Lee even be considering this job? There, there's cons all over the place sure. to taking the head job at Vanderbilt and that being your first head coaching job because you know being in the head coaching profession it's important what your first head coaching job is because you don't want to take that job where you're not going to be at least successful on the terms of what that job is and then have to fall back to you know the 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 assistant coaching ranks etc and you basically have to regain that momentum as a head coach and a lot of coaches never do I mean, right. the, absolutely. We could have a long podcast about coaches that took the bad job, put took the wrong job, that are now either coaching at like the FCS level or the low Power Five level, uh, or not Power Five level, the FBS level, you know, or they're just assistants because they took the wrong job, you know. And then we've seen we've seen successful coaches. Tom O'Brien at Boston College comes to mind every time I have this conversation. Randy Edsel when he left UConn. Mm-hmm. And, and they took those jobs were like, that doesn't fit your personality. doesn't yeah, fit absolutely. your background. You know, Tom O'Brien was a very good football coach at Boston College, took the NC State job. He was a disaster. You know, Randy Edsel was a darn good football coach at UConn, took the Maryland job, and he's never been the same. He can't even win at UConn anymore, you know. And it's just like, yeah, you took the money, and I understand why you took those jobs. But, you know, those were bad fits for you. And, and they're, and they're pro, you know, so fit is part of it, taking jobs at places where you're just going to have a harder time winning. Uh, and, and to your point, look, Purdue is not expected to win on the same level as Notre Dame. So how, how that coach is going to be evaluated is going to be different. Vanderbilt's no coach is not going to be expected to compete for SEC championships. If it happens, phenomenal, you're going to get a huge pay raise. But that's not sure. the expectation. The expectation is to get to a bowl game. That, that's, the, right. that's the goal, you know. Right. Uh, get to a bowl. If you can get to a bowl game every year, you're going you're gonna to be a guy that's well, – I mean, that's the reason Derek Mason got seven, eight – actually, eight years at Vanderbilt because he went to a couple bowl games. Right, absolutely. Um, and it just took this year's absolute dumpster fire for him to get fired. So, and when I, you look at I, the – go ahead, Vince. Sorry. I was no, just no, going to say, as, as, as a head coach, I can see how the bar being set a little bit lower can be appealing mm-hmm. because you're like, look – I've had all this success at my assistant coaching job. Now this is all I have to do to be considered a success in my first head coaching job. Now, of course, there are many more variables that go along with that. And and that's kind of the cons of Vanderbilt. And and number one is we talked about there's leadership. I think there's bad leadership at Vanderbilt. I just don't think it's a place where you look at and say, hey, that's got some 
really good people in charge that, that, you know, they're going to support you and give you the resources you need and those kind of things, you know, cause you know, for example, Brian Kelly has, has had a, an, there's a lot of people that don't like Jack Swarbrick and I understand some of the reasons why I'm just looking specifically the football program, having Jack Swarbrick as the athletic director during the Brian Kelly tenure has been phenomenal for Brian Kelly because oh, yeah. Brian Kelly has been working on building a football team specifically. Jack Swarbrick's done a lot of the, the Under Armour deal, the, the new field. He's, a, he's had an athletic director that's going to bat for his program to say, let's make this better, the new locker room. All, that's not necessarily Brian Kelly doing all the work. That's right. Jack Swarbrick and then he Brian Kelly. It, but yeah. Right. yeah, right. And then Brian Kelly's fighting that fight too, but it's, sure. it's, it's not happening if your athletic director's not leading the charge. Agreed. You know, so that's why leadership is very important. Now, maybe there's people in other sports that aren't as high on Jack Swarbrick, but Brian Kelly probably has to love Jack Swarbrick because of what he's done for the football program. You know, so I think leadership is a, is a, is an issue there. I think that it's, it's in a tough league, you know, oh, everybody yeah. says, well, James Franklin won nine games. One of the years, James Franklin won nine games, Tennessee had a losing record. Florida was four and eight and Georgia went eight and five and unranked, you know, it was a, then Kentucky stunk. It was a bad league. South Carolina was like the only team worth a darn in the sec East back then, you know, uh, and, and they won a lot of not, they played wake forest in those two years, non-conference wake Forest had a losing record both years. They didn't beat a single team that finished in the top 25. They beat number 15, Georgia one year, but Georgia fell out of the top 25 because they weren't very good. Uh, so, so he was there at the right time. Timing sure. matters right Absolutely. now. You look at the sec East and you think Florida is rolling with Dan Mullen. Georgia's recruiting as well as anybody in the country right now with Kirby Smart. And I don't think Kirby Smart's a very good head coach from a, uh, a game day standpoint, but he's recruiting tons of talent, which means they're going to win games. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Missouri has a first-year head coach who's doing a great job, Eli Drinkwitz. Kentucky, Mark Stoops is doing a great job there. Um, South Carolina just hired a new head coach. We'll see how they do. And, and you know, and then you look at um, uh, a missing one SEC. Tennessee is a dumpster fire, but – you know, Tennessee's always a good hire or a good year away from getting back on track. So the SEC East is very challenging right now. It's a much tougher division than it was when James Franklin was winning nine games a year. So pointing to the James Franklin thing doesn't really help. It's a tough league, and that's a con for me. Um, and then there's no tradition of winning. There's nothing you can sell to recruits to say, hey, look, we're going to get back to this glory days of right. this time, right. you know? Uh, it's, 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 I mean, there's, there's just nothing to, to lean on. And there's a reason for that. And it's not just, Hey, they have tough academics and all that. It's, it's, there's a tradition of not really pushing to have great sports and great football. I mean, that where Vanderbilt has been successful in sports are the sports that don't cost a lot of money, you know, baseball at times, basketball, you know, I don't right. know if, if there's the, the necessarily the push to, to be great at football. And when we talk about the pros, we'll get into a couple things that, that they're saying. But um, for me, you know, it's, it's just – it's a bad football program. And it has been for a long time outside of a two-year window with James Franklin when the SEC East was garbage, which you can't replicate that now. Uh, and so – and it's been a – it's been a – you know, I've, I've heard the, the term coach's graveyard. You know, because outside of Gary DiNardo and James Franklin, guys that are head coaches there don't move on to become head coaches somewhere else. Right. It just hasn't been that way. Right. So, then um, part of it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty good list of cons there. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. But, you know. There is a bright side. There, there is, is another side of the rainbow, there as is. they say. And we want to get to that. But first, uh, we want you to hear from another one of our sponsors. Football is back in full swing. 
You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So, as I said, there is another side to the rainbow here. We just got done listing all the cons of taking the Vanderbilt job, and uh, there's a lot, uh, mm-hmm. frankly, but there are some bright spots. There, mm-hmm. There's, uh, you know, there, there's a reason that, that Clark Lee is taking this job seriously. Let's, there, and for me, there's two, there's two, with Clark Lee specifically, there's two parts of this. One is, an, is a sports aspect of it, and then the other is a family aspect. So let's start with the sports one first, Vince. Number one to me is all the cons we just talked about for some coaches Those can be attractive. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, well, number one, like, and I think you mentioned this earlier, the bar is so low that we don't have to win 10 games a year for me to be happy and getting pay raises, right? Right. So that's going to give us time. We're going to have time. They're coming off and they're, they're going to not win a game this year, right? So they're not going to expect us to win 10 next year, right? So there's time for us to do this the right way. For a guy like Clark Lee, who's very much a intellectual teacher, do it the right way, build a culture, there's, a, I think, an attractiveness to the fact that we're not expected to win in three years. We're not expected to go win the SEC in three, SEC East in three years. So we have some time to build the culture the way that we want to build it. I think that's an attractive thing for some coaches. If you're a coach who's just about, I'm going to go win, and I'm going to use this job to springboard spring, me to the yeah. next job, then it's not attractive. But right. I don't think that's what Clark Lee's looking for. And I, I think Notre Dame fans have convinced themselves, themselves that Clark Lee's looking for a job that he can go win for two or three years and then come back to Notre Dame with Brian Kelly. Yeah, right. Maybe he does, but I don't think that's necessarily the move. That right. He, if it happens, it happens. But his next move is, here's my career goals. Here's what's important to me and my family. And if that path leads me back to Notre Dame someday, great. But that's not necessarily why you make that move. Right. And so I think there's an attractiveness to Vanderbilt for that reason. And Notre Dame fans, I think, are freaking out a little bit because, like, if he goes to Vanderbilt, he's not going to win in three years and then he's not going to be able to come back as head coach. Not necessarily. I mean, again, right. you know, the, it's like I've, I've pointed to Jeff Brom as a guy that I think would be great to re- replace Brian Kelly. Say, well, he went like 13 and 13 his first two years. Yeah. At Purdue with a terrible right. roster and, 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 a, and a pretty a, tough and, schedule. Right. And so that's an, you know, that's an impressive thing for me. Eric Parsegian, uh, was had a 500, uh, you know, a game over 500 in all in a decade at Northwestern. Right. Well, yeah, if you talk to Lou Samoji, he's like, yeah, that was really impressive at Northwestern back then. So right. anyway, so I think there's, there's, it's just a different mindset. I think it fits Clark Lee's personality well. Uh, they say, well, you know, you can't recruit top players. Well, Clark Lee doesn't really recruit a lot of top players now. If you yeah. really look at him, that's a good point. He looks for guys that he can develop and that fit and, in his system. Yes. And he looks for guys, you know, he's not worried about bringing in guys that can play right away. I mean, that's just that now that doesn't mean if there's, a Kyle Hamilton or, you know, an Isaiah Foskey that can play in the first year or two, he's going to recruit those guys. But Clark Lee has made a living taking guys that were 
not highly ranked players. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wusu, three-star player. Yeah, exactly. Adi Ogundiji, three-star player. Now, they yeah. signed him before Clark Lee took over. Think about this. Notre Dame has one of the five best defensive lines in the country. I don't know anybody that debates that. Three of their four starters are three-star players. The only guy that had any kind of high recruiting profile is Dalen Hayes. And, and he hardly played in high school. Right. And, you know, Jacob Lacey, Jason Adamiola are his backups. But, like, the starting lineup, the veterans, those J- – Justin Adamiola, three-star player. It's been really good for Notre Dame. Isaiah Foskey wasn't a top 200 recruit coming out of high school. Ovia Gofu was a three-star player. Drew White, starting middle linebacker, three-star player. They've Him and Jeremiah Wusu were both three-stars. They're way better than Shane Simon, the top 100 recruit, who was a buck. Right. right. Uh, so, you, you look at that and you say – He's done a great job. He can get Clarence Lewis-type players at Vanderbilt. You know, he's going to be able to find Adio Gondigis at Vanderbilt and Jeremiah Wusu's at Vanderbilt, these three-star guys that, you know, uh, uh, you hope that Notre Dame doesn't find late. And you build around them. And I think that fits his personality. I think that fits his coaching style. So I don't think it's going to be the turnoff. And here's the other part. Clark Lee is a very smart guy. And I don't just mean smart from the standpoint of, Football smart. He's an intellectual, in my opinion. And, and, you know, Vince, I've had the fortune to sit down and interview him a couple times for a magazine, and, and you spend a, spend, I spent like two hours with him one time because yeah. I like to talk, and I thought it's going to be – because I'd never really chatted with him before, so it's going to be difficult because he's a real quiet, reserved guy. He's not going to talk a lot. We were there for like two and a half hours wow. talking. We only had about 30 minutes worth of interview because he's a really deep thinker. Uh, he's an intellectual, and he, I think he likes players that are intellectual. And that's why yeah. I think he's been successful in Notre Dame because there's a lot of smart fit. kids yeah. in Notre Dame. And I think that's attractive to him, that the whole, well, it's tough academic standards. I don't think that's something that he's afraid of. That's actually a check mark. I think right, that's, for that's him. Bo- yeah, for, for him. him. Now, for other people that would not, not so be, much. but for him yeah, it is. Right. You know, and, and we haven't even got into the fact that he, he went there, so he's obviously smart because <laughs> he went to Vanderbilt. But he's an intellectual, and I think the fact that he has to recruit kids from all over the country it's like well you're, you you can't just recruit tennessee and the carolinas and all that because it's that's fine he recruits the entire nation now you know so um i think that that the other part is where he's had to recruit in his career before notre dame has helped him with what should be the base the carolinas georgia tennessee he's recruited those areas when he was at that's wake forest he played it he played at tennis or vanderbilt obviously but now at notre dame he's been able to do the national recruiting thing and be He's successful just name doing for himself. So. Yeah. Right. And so that obviously helps uh, there. And and Vanderbilt has said, this is things that I've read. They're saying we're gonna build a new facility and all this kind of thing. So if I'm Clark Lee, I'm I would want that in writing. Absolutely. I would want that as part of my contract. If you don't do this by X number of period of time, then you have to pay me X amount of dollars, essentially, or whatever the case may be. Um, so I think those are all pros that fit in from a football standpoint. I think that also Vanderbilt has had some pretty good defensive players in recent seasons. You know, you think the first one that pops in my head is Zach Cunningham, who was a really good linebacker. I think it was a second or third round pick recently. So I think he, he, he sees that they can pick, they can recruit good football players there. Tennessee is a, is a really good state. And one of the things about Tennessee is there's pockets of, of Tennessee that are similar. Remind me a little bit of Atlanta in that the better schools are private schools. You think of Montgomery Bell. Uh, you know, Harrison Smith and Golden Tate, two great Notre Dame players from Tennessee, private school kids. Alex Bars, great Notre Dame player, private school kid. Uh, so there's some very – and not private schools in that, like, they're just there because they're really good athletes. You, you know what I mean? Like the private school I went to in high school, you know, I, it was because I was smart. It's because I was an athlete and they recruited athletes. Um, 
these are actually schools where you have to be a really good student. Sure. And so there's that. And they're not always four-star kids that are going to Georgia or whatever the case may be. Um, so there's, there's, it's a state you can get some in-state players from, right? Uh, and then you, you can recruit nationally because of that academic reputation. You can go out west. You can go to the southeast. You can find those three-star sleepers that are high academic kids that aren't good right. enough to go to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, you, you're telling me Vanderbilt can't beat Northwestern for kids, right? You're telling me Vanderbilt can't beat Duke for kids? Well, and, and the fact you know? that they're in the SEC helps with that recruiting pitch. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like if Vanderbilt, Northwestern, or Duke are all going for the same kid, Vanderbilt can win those battles. Yeah, no doubt. With the right coach. Right, sure. And, and that's the key. Remember, and the right staff, which right. is something he's right. going to have to put together. Which that's would be, always going to be – but I think Clark Lee would be a guy you'd want to work for. I would personally. With his personality and his I mean, I'll send him my resume. I, I hear Nashville's beautiful this time of year. I mean, I'd... <laughs> I'll put in a good word for you, Vince. Thanks, buddy. Um, but no, I, I think he's a guy that would, would be able to attract young coaches because he's a teacher. Sure. He's going to give them an right. opportunity to coach. He's gonna, they're they're going to talk to the guys he's worked with and say, hey, look, he set the standard, but he let me do my thing. He let yeah. me coach. There was, a le- there was a level of accountability. I had to do my job. I had to do my job well. I had to work Which hard. It's great. But he let me do my thing. He showed me a level of trust. If I really went to bat for a recruit, he'd say, okay, we're going to take this kid, that kind of thing. So I think that that is, a, is a something that would attract him to it. And, and here's the final piece that people have to understand about why he would look at it. Clark Lee, um, in my few interacts with him, he talks a lot about his family. Uh, he, he, I think him and Mike Elston are very similar in that regard uh, in that you know one of the reasons Mike Elston has been at Notre Dame for 11 years is not necessarily because he hasn't had other options. It's because his family is at the heart of every decision he makes. And if a job is good for him, but not his family, it's not going to take it. Yeah, uh, right. You know, and I think Clark Lee's that way. Clark Lee's from Nashville. Not only, not did he just play at Vanderbilt, but his family's from Nashville. He's a father of young kids. Yes, he is. You, gr- you If you have an opportunity, you want to be a head coach. You want to be a head coach at a school that fits a certain profile, which Vanderbilt fits in a lot of ways. And my kids can grow up around, you know, family. family. That's an attractive piece of it that 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 may not matter to some coaches, and probably doesn't matter to fans. They don't think a coach should think about that. But as a father, you do. And as a husband, you absolutely uh, think about that. And so, uh, I think that is that is to me why I think this job is going to be attractive to him. And if he can get Vanderbilt to commit some cert- to some certain things and make some certain promises, I could see him taking this job very seriously. Yeah. And, and so that's why I don't think it's the, it's the automatic no-brainer, no way that I think a lot of fans think that, that it is. I think there is a level of attractiveness. Plus, I think there's – to some coaches, there's always that desire to – I don't want to continue a tradition. I want to start one. Sure. And 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 I and Clark Lee just strikes me, Vince, as the kind of guy that would rather build something up from nothing than to take something over and keep it going. Right. That's just been my my read on him and and, and as a person. And and I and I because that's the challenge. I actually think that's a more challenging thing, and I kind of respect that a little bit. Well, I hate to say it, but everything you said, it sounds like what I would want to do. I, mm-hmm. Like I, I would love to build a program from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. Like I, that's that is what entices me. Being on the ground floor or something, not going in right. and taking over a big time program, you know, and and just sitting back and just watch. You know, I 
I, I like to build. And, mm-hmm. and everything you're saying about Clark Lee is very exciting to me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be awesome. Do you, you have an inkling on which way this is going to go? No. I mean, if you had to make a prediction. <laughs> no, because I think right now Clark Lee is locked in on – on getting ready for Clemson. Good answer. Uh, I, I think that's really, I mean, he did the interview, right? So you have, it's a Sunday after your game. Sure. You have a bye week coming up. It was a perfect time for it, right? He did it right away and now it's back to work. So I think for him, it's, it's, Hey, let's, let's get through this. Let's beat Clemson. And then we'll worry about that. So I don't think he's necessarily thinking too much about that. I think that also there's interviews taking place. Vanderbilt, even if he knocked it out of the park and Vanderbilt thinks he's the guy, they're going to interview other people. Of course. Yeah, right. So it's like kind of like let's process play out. But my understanding is he's locked in on – now that he's back from the interview, he's locked in on let's get ready to go win an ACC championship. Well, that's what I like to hear. I don't think this is something that's going to happen over the next week or two, even if he does get it. I think this is going to take a little bit longer. Uh, There's no visits that are happening right now. Uh, The early signing period is Wednesday, so it's not like it's going to impact recruiting to to hurry up and make a decision. It's make the right decision. Yeah. Even it takes you a little longer to make the right decision, it is what it is. You make the right decision because this is a long-term hire anyway. So you don't need to make rushed reactions to save a recruiting class that isn't very good anyway. Yeah. In a pandemic year where you can't even get kids on campus. Right. You know, you so wouldn't be able to give a good recruiting pitch. Make the right, right hire, whether that's Clark Lee or somebody else, make the right hire and and let it play out. So, uh, there it no, is. I, I don't think that there's necessarily leaning either way. I think because, like I said, right now, I think Clark Lee's focus is good. Now the interviews behind him is let's go beat Clemson. There it is. Will he stay or will he go? That is the question on everybody's mind. Uh, I know which way I'm falling, but we will cross (laughs) that bridge another time. Uh, so make sure you stay locked into irishbreakdown.com. We've got all kinds of good stuff over there. Uh, but like Brian said, leading into uh, the early signing day, we're going to have all kinds of podcasts, uh, you know, breaking down the class. And we are also going to have everything over on irishbreakdown.com. So stay locked in, uh, continue to listen. We appreciate it. And go Irish. We'll talk to you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. 
And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.